0: I want to take just a moment before we get into the actual Bible study tonight to uh, talk about what we're trying to do Christmas Eve, and uh, this is for uh, members of the church. Uh, we want the the teens and the men and the ladies to be and the children. We're going to divide up into different groups and. Basically, narrate the Christmas story. And so, uh, if you have not got a copy here, uh, I want you to get that and work on those verses. And what we're, we don't have all of the details worked out yet, but uh, probably the simplest thing to do is we're going to have the pictures of the Christmas story up on the screen behind us. And then uh, the way it works is, uh, the ladies will start, uh, wait a minute here, okay, and we'll just work down through here, uh, basically echoing back and forth the verses, the men will do the words of the angels and the ladies will do some of the narration and uh, the words of Mary and uh, the children will will do the uh, Let's see, where do we have them? Uh, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swallowing clothes and laid him in a manger. And, and I think it will be just a very, very special time. It, but I don't want adults standing up there like this. Well, we need to memorize the verses. And uh, it will do you good. And you can invite your friends. You know, not everybody can sing a solo or play an instrument. But everybody can quote scripture. And you say, I have a part in the Christmas play, Christmas Eve. And I want you to come. Amen. And and so uh, we we really want to stress this and work and Guys, if we have three men standing up here quoting scripture verse, that's not going to be very impressive. Uh, We we need to step up to the plate, and I know a lot of the men have to work at different times, but let's really strive uh, to make that service Christmas Eve and make this a very, very special time. And so, um, with that all said, let's grab our Bibles and back to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. If, if I have my count right, this is our 30th lesson in the books, uh, book of Proverbs. And tonight we're going to cover the theme, the the topic of counsel and words. And uh, counsel is something that is very, very important in the Bible. It's something that we often receive and we do not even Uh, are not even aware that we are receiving it. How many times have you walked past a store window or flipped through a catalog and said, oh yeah, I heard about this. Let me look at this again. Has that ever happened to anybody else? You know what? That's counsel that you've received from the radio advertisement or a billboard that you've seen. You've taken that in, maybe even not being aware of it. Uh, There's an awful lot that goes on people pretending to speak for God and about God. Let's, let's just start in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. It says, Proverbs 11, oh, I'm sorry, 14. There we go. I know there was another number in there. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. How many times have you heard We we really don't need anybody else to help us figure it out. This man is the smartest man in the room. Uh, And that seems to be the bywords of the current political situation. Uh, The Bible tells us that's not really a good place. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, by the way, this is the Bible. This is Solomon speaking here. Uh, don't out, don't go out and get the devil's counselors and count that as a multitude of counselors. Amen. Uh, get people who are living for God. Get the word of God. Get godly counsel. That is inferred. That is uh, what is intended in here. And it is counselors who are living right. I've often given this example of people. Uh, they talk and they say but pastor, you don't really understand where I am because you're not in the same sin I'm in. I said, well, just a minute here. Let's, let's look at this. You know, if I'm, I'm here counseling you on how to live right, and let's just pretend that uh, I'm a chain smoker. And I go through a whole pack of cigarettes in the hour that we sit here and talk, just one right after the other. Wouldn't you be right to say, Preacher, you got your own problems. What are you trying to help me with? And by the way, if I'm out there drowning in the river, I would much prefer that you stood on the shore and threw me a lifeline than you jumped in and drowned with me. Amen? Uh, The Bible says there's a multitude of counselors. There's safety. And by the way, there's a multitude of counselors in your Bible and they will talk to you and help you. Turn uh, just the uh, same page in my Bible, 12, uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen. 15. Uh, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. You know, no one sets out to do wrong. Well, I should say very few people set out to do wrong. Most people are trying to do right. How many of you have tried to do right and still wound up in trouble? Uh, We've all done that more than once. And the simple truth is just because it looks right, just because it feels right, just because it smells right, still doesn't mean it's right. It's got to be biblically right. Maybe I'll pick on Brother Franz for a minute. But... Brother Franz struggled with his call to preach for quite a while. You know why? Because he was trying to figure this thing out and it didn't look right. But you know what? In the multitude of counselors, you hearken unto counsel. And God will settle that thing out now. That's one of the reasons that God gives a church a pastor. Does that mean I'm the all-knowing one and never make a mistake? Oh, absolutely not. But what it does mean is when God sets your direction, he's going to let other people know. And it's going to work God's way when things are right. I remember I called my mom up one time and I said, Mom, I think I found the girl that that I want to marry. And she just cried. You know, boo, I mean, all over the phone. I mean, I could hear the tears a thousand miles away, which I was. And, and she's just all upset. You know why? Because it wasn't right. Several years later, I called her up. She said, oh, I'm so happy for you. You know Why? Because when you listen to godly counsel, people who God has put in your path, He will confirm His will. Even if nothing else does. Amen? And so, let's look at another one here. There is protection in counsel. For Proverbs 15, verse 22. Without counsel... Proverbs 15, without counsel purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. And verse 20, Proverbs 24, verse 6, it says, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Now, if God says something one time, that ought to make it important, amen? But to repeat that one, two, three, four, that uh, four different times, that you need more than just your own counsel. Uh, you need more than just a verse that you pulled out of context, out of the scripture. Always always makes me nervous when someone says... Uh, Uh, um, I I don't want to be derogatory here, but we had a missionary come in one time and he said, I was called to Spain. Some of you might remember. And he said, Everywhere I went, I saw Spain on the trucks and I saw Spain on the billboards. And I said, Well, man, we'd like to get behind a guy like that. And a couple months later, called him up and he said, Well, I think God changed his mind. And I said, Well, I, I think we're going to change our mind about supporting you. Amen? And uh Then he calls up and says, oh, no, God changed his mind again. I said, well, we're not changing our mind. Uh, We don't want somebody that's just flipping around here and there. We want somebody that that evidences God's call in his life based on obedience to the word of God. You see, God doesn't change his mind. And he'll give you counselors that will help you if you'll search for them. You see, the counsel of the Lord is a wonderful thing. Look at Proverbs chapter nineteen and verse twenty-one. We got about uh, forty verses to cover tonight. I think we can get them all in. You're just going to have to uh, limber up your fingers. And but uh, Proverbs nineteen and verse twenty-one says there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. You know, there are all kinds of things in your heart that if you'll listen to, you can feel convinced. I remember once I was engaged to my wife, I was the first person to uh, uh, engage, uh, be, you know, to actually have a marriage date set and everything for the Marshall family and uh, there were... My wife has uh, seven sisters. And so there were a lot of young men out there who were interested. In, and uh, because they traveled and they sang and all these things. And I remember getting questions. I wish I'd charged money for. Uh, and uh, they would say, tell me, how, how do you? how do you? And I would give them this simple answer. I said, you got to know it's God's will. Oh, that's easy. It is God's will. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's really easy. I can see from here it is is not God's will. Because I know what her sister said about you. And (laughs) I didn't tell them that. But see, there are many devices in your heart that will lead you in the wrong direction. And you think you're doing right. But the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Now, don't go looking for a Bible verse that says um, I'm supposed to fill in the blank, be rich and famous and have lots of money or all of those things. That's not what it's talking about here. You know what? I can prove out of the Bible that God wants to start new churches. Can I prove that? I mean, you don't have to be very familiar with the Bible to know that's God's will and God's plan. Now, how do we get from three or four people to an established church? Well, that takes time and God's will, and He'll answer all of those questions in His own time. But you know what? The counsel of the Lord's going to stand. We're going we're to see this thing through by His grace. Amen. Proverbs 21:30 There is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the Lord. Now, we have a lot of people out here that talk about the Bible and how that it's really outdated and all of these things and I want I want to challenge you the Bible is not outdated. Uh, the Bible is still as up to date in fact it's it 's uh, more up to date than tomorrow 's newspaper there there 's no wisdom, no one has found a better way to raise children than what 's in the Bible. No one has found a better way to live than the way that is outlined in the Bible. Man has tried to come up with righteous and Holy society apart from God. And you know what? It cannot and will not work. Man has tried to live on his own without God. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. You cannot get better wisdom or counsel than from the Lord. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 18. Because it's not only the Lord that counsels. There is wicked counsel out there. And uh, we're going to look at some of these verses very quickly. There's not a lot of explanations needed with most of these. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 8 says, The words of a tailbearer are as wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Now, what's a talebearer? We have a little bit more modern word we use. We use the word gossip. A talebearer is someone that tells stories. How many of you have ever had stories told about you by somebody else? Boy, that hurts, doesn't it? You say, what do I do? How do I... Well, the Bible says it's going to hurt. Get ready. If they're telling stories, it's going to hurt. Look at verse 13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it. It is folly and shame unto him remember early on as a pastor, someone came and uh, they said, you don't understand what it's like to live in my house with the person I'm married to and went through all of these, I mean, just unbelievable, horrible things. And it wasn't too long, you know, I began thinking, what a, what a beast this, this spouse is. I mean, I mean, barely human. And then the quote-unquote beast came in. And they told me the other side of the story. And uh, I'll tell you what, I found out early on that if you don't listen to the whole thing, you are in trouble. And by the way, don't try to figure out who it is. One of them's dead and the other one hasn't been around for a very, very long time. In fact, I sat him down in my office and I said, you know, I said, if I were to listen to you about him, I'd have to think that he's the devil incarnate. And she's sitting there going, Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, the only problem is if I listen to him about you, I would have to think that you are the devil incarnate. And he's going, Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, There's only one problem. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I said, There's only one problem with this. What's that, Pastor? There's only one devil. You both can't be right. And they looked at me. I said, if you two would work half as hard at loving each other as you do at hating each other, you could have a wonderful marriage. Never happened. You know why? Because you don't listen. Amen? But I did learn the hard way. You better get the whole story before you start making judgments and questions. Amen. Look at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 12. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge and he overthroweth the words of the transgressor. I don't know why this just seems to be a theme that has run through many of the sermons in the last several weeks. But, you know, it just looks like the world is winning out there, does it not? It just looks like the counsel of the ungodly is accepted as truth and the counsel of the godly is called foolishness. Uh, Just a minute. It says here that the Lord is going to overthrow the words of the transgressor. He's going to judge that which is incorrect, incorrect, and he's going to preserve knowledge. Sometimes, Proverbs 23, verse 9. Sometimes we think that we ought to be out there to correct the world, but look what 23, 9 says. It says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thine words. What's the definition of a fool? Well, it says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You meet somebody like that, you just have to turn around, walk away, let him go. You're not going to straighten him out. Proverbs 26 reminds us of, of the first verse. The words of a talebearer are his wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Proverbs 29:19 Let's turn there for a minute. We're going to read two verses 19 and 20. A servant will not be corrected by words, for though he understand, he will not answer. Seest thou man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. You can't correct em everyone. Uh, this idea that we can sit down and negotiate everything is just foolishness. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just be quiet. It says a, a servant will not be corrected by words. Now, what it's talking there about a servant is, is someone that does not have a choice. The the modern word would be slave. Uh, someone who does not have a choice of their destiny, their they're going to have to do uh, what, what they're told to do. They're not going to be corrected by words. You're not going to reason with someone. I've had people say, well, I, I sit and I talk to my little two-year-old and he understands. Well, you got the smartest two-year-old in the whole wide world. I'll tell you that. Uh, you're not going to sit down and reason with a little child. You need to correct them so that they know what way to go. Amen. And the Bible says, don't be hasty in your words. Counsel in words. You know, uh, let me tell you everything I know. It will only take about two minutes, but let me get it all in. Uh, Don't be eager to give counsel. You can get yourself in an awful lot of trouble that way. Amen? But there is good counsel, but good counsel takes a lot of labor, and that's Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5. It says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. What it's saying in, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. Now, deep water means special tools. If the well is deep, you better have a long rope, amen, and a bucket that doesn't leak. Because if you have a leaky bucket, all the water will drip out by the time you get it to the top. Uh, And that's the way we do counsel a lot of times. You know, sometimes the greatest counsel I have received was not from someone who sat down and said, Now, now, Pete, let me help you out. There's some of the greatest counsel I got was just working and listening. I like to say, and it's true. Uh, and this is not to disparage college in any way, but I learned more about the ministry changing oil in Roy Thompson's bus garage than I did in any classroom. Now, Could I have made good on what I saw if I didn't have the classroom? No, I needed the classroom. But I also needed the counsel that came by watching people live. That kind of counsel, you have to draw out slow. It takes some work to get the best counsel. I love to sit and just listen to the older preachers tell stories. You know why? Because as they're telling those stories of God working in their life, I'm drawing out that counsel. Hey, if God could work miracles in Brother Horton's life, and Brother Clayton's life, and in Roy Thompson's life, and all these other men, guess what? He'll still work miracles. In my life, in your life. It says, every purpose, 2018, every purpose is established by counsel. And with good advice, make war. Proverbs 27, 9 says, ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. That means counsel from the heart. That doesn't just come, sit down, let's talk about this. That's counsel that God will give you as you share your heart and as others share their heart with you. Uh, I'll tell you, that's one of the reasons why I am so particular about who I spend time with. Because guess what? You spend time with someone and you're going to grow in affection for them. You, you want to love Wall Street? Just read through the papers every day. Put some money there. Where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Guess what? You'll be wanting all of that counsel there. But I'll tell you what. Heard some pretty good things with Brother Sam this summer, didn't we, Brother Mike? You know, as Brother Sam would look and share his heart with what was going on and how the Lord was using him and worked in his life, Hey, we got to learn some things. Good counsel takes work. It's not going to just be right there in a little book. It's not going to be, oh, I'm just going to read the Bible and all the deepest questions of my life are going to be answered. No, you got to draw that out. you got to spend some time working with it. There has got to be, the next point is a proper attitude, and that's Proverbs chapter 22. Uh, We're going to look at a whole little section here, verses 17 through 21. It talks about the words and the commandments and the things, how words work in our life. Chapter 22, verse 17 says, Bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise and apply thy heart unto my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee, they withal." they shall withal be fitted in thy lips. That thy trust may be in the Lord I have made known to thee this day, even to thee have not I written to thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge, that I might make thee to know the certainty of the words of truth that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. Now here's Solomon pleading with his son Rehoboam. Listen, I've written these things out. I've given you things. If you will incline your heart, if you're going to, to apply your heart, bow down thine ear to the words of the wise. You know, that's an act of submission. What did Rehoboam do? He called in the wise counselors and he listened to them. Then he called in the young men of his own sort and listened to them. Who won? The young guys. And what happened? The kingdom was divided. And so we, we look at this. It is a pleasant thing if you keep them within. You take godly words and godly counsel and put it in you. Guess what's going to come out? Godly words and godly counsel. It says, with all be fitted to thy lips. God will teach you. What you put in is what you're going to get out. Amen. And the Bible says that your trust may be, known, may be in the Lord. Get into the things that are written in God's word because you're going to be called upon to answer the words of truth. And if you don't have the words of truth in you, then you're not going to be able to give the words of truth to them that ask of you. Just a few more verses and we'll be done. This is the work of getting God's words. Proverbs 23, verse 12. 23, 12. It says, Apply thy heart unto instruction in thine ears to the words of knowledge. Proverbs 17, 27. Says He that hath knowledge spareth his words and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit even a fool when he holdeth his peace is counted wise and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. You're going to see things repeated here. You can't listen if your mouth is open. Isn't that true? And That's what it's talking about. Apply your heart. Listen. Apply your ears to the words of knowledge. If you have words of knowledge, guess what? You're going to be like that guy that has to be drawn out. The person... I found this to be absolutely true. The person who talks to you about everything they know doesn't know much. I remember working on some cars, and boy, you know what? I, I, I was learning. I didn't know very much, and I found there were these people, they were just yappers. They could tell you everything about every engine that was ever made, and they couldn't turn a bolt to save their life. But then I met these guys who were mechanics, owned their own shops. I said, please, will you teach me what to do? And basically, very nicely, they said, shut up and watch and you'll learn everything you need. Be still. Stop trying to get it done yourself. Let me show you. I'll tell you what, if you have the ability, the patience to watch and learn, there are people that God will put in your way to teach you. That's what it says there, but you've got to work at it and then there are rewards of getting knowledge. Let me just read these verses to you. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. Heaviness in the heart maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. You want to help somebody? Give them some good words. Amen. Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul. Health to the bones, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth the right answer. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. I tell you, there's an awful lot the book of Proverbs says about words and counsel. And if you will get it, the rewards are exactly what you would hope and wish for life. Amen? Uh, they are what you want. And to be able to be used of God to give others His counsel and His words. I'll tell you, there are a few things that reward that better. There are few life rewards than knowing that you were used of God to help someone else. You want to be loved, give a right answer. That's what it says. And be it known. There is no counsel. There's no understanding. There is nothing against the Lord. You better have his counsel and his words. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. For your word, we thank you for this book of Proverbs that is just filled with sayings of wisdom. And Lord, we just ask that you would bring uh, to our memory as we read through our daily Bible reading schedule these verses. And Lord, let us understand how they apply to our lives and how they should encourage us to do what is right and what is godly. In Jesus' name we pray. And Before we finish that prayer,